thankful that you're back tonight to study another uh, portion of God's Word. Uh, we're continuing the, the man after God's heart, the study of David. And tonight I want us to turn to 1 Samuel chapter 18. 1 Samuel chapter 18. And I want to look at, uh, for just a few minutes, David and the way that he acts in some tough situations. I want to look at some ways that David handles some situations that if he doesn't handle them right could go uh, very, very bad for him. I want to talk about the secret to David's success tonight. And, you know, when we think about being successful in our, our, in our lives as Christians... You know, it's very easy to say, well, we just follow God's word, right? And that's true. <laughs> and that's what I'm going to say. But there's really more to it. Because when you look at God's word and you see, uh, for example, David's life in these situations and you see how he acts and what he does in these, it helps us as humans. It helps us to know that we can actually face a situation and then apply it and then be successful. Remember uh, in 1 Samuel chapter 17, this is where David kills Goliath. So we're in the time frame early on with David before he's king and, and he's come and he's going to live with Saul. I want to just look at verse 1 real quick. Now when he had finished speaking to Saul, the soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David and Jonathan loved him as his own soul. Saul took him that day and would not let him go home to his father's house anymore. So he is uh, now in the house of Saul. But there is a reoccurring action that David does in this 18th chapter. There is a reoccurring uh, emotion that David does in this 18th chapter. And I want us to just look at these three verses, then we'll go back and kind of look in the context. But the first one comes from 1 Samuel 18, verse 5. And I'm not going to read the, the whole verse, but it says, So David went out wherever Saul sent him and behaved wisely. In 1 Samuel 18, 14, it says, And David behaved wisely in all his ways, and the Lord was with him. And then we see at the end of 1 Samuel 18, verse 30, it says, And so it was, whenever they went out, that David behaved more wisely than all the servants of Saul, so that his name became highly esteemed. Now, there's a Hebrew word, and I'm going to try and say it right, but I don't know if I will, but it's called sawkal, which is to behave wisely. And what it means is to be prosperous or successful. In Psalm 32, 8, this word is used, and it says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. So David was one who, when he was instructed, 
he listened to what he was instructed on and he was listened to what the teacher said, which was the Lord, and he knew the right way to go because the Lord showed him. Now look at this, Proverbs 16, 20. He who heeds the word wisely will find good. And whoever trusts in the Lord, happy is he. Now remember the attitude of David right now. You remember what has just happened. He has just said to Goliath that he's going to kill him. That the Lord's put you in my hands and I'm going to take care of you today. And he does. And now here he is at the house of Saul, the king. He doesn't get to go home anymore. Now he's staying with the king. And let's keep reading right here. Verse 3. Then Jonathan and David made a covenant because he loved him as his own soul. And Jonathan took off the robe that was on him and gave it to David with his armor, even to his sword and his bow and his belt. So David went out wherever Saul sent him and behaved wisely. And Saul sent him over the men, set him over the men of war, and he was accepted in the sight of all the people and also in the sight of Saul's servants. Now it happened as they were coming home when David was returning from the slaughter of the Philistine that the woman had come out the women had come out of all the cities of Israel singing and dancing to meet King Saul with tambourines with joy and with musical instruments. So the women sang as they danced and said, Saul has slain his thousands and David his ten thousands. <laughs> Saul sets him over some people and he behaves wisely and because of that, he's over the men of war. He was accepted in, sight, in the sight of all the people and he was even accepted in the sight of Saul's servants. And we see in this song that these women sing, it says, Saul has slain his thousands and David his ten thousands. Behaving wisely is something that we must consider if we want to be a successful Christian. Because you have to think about your actions before you talk, right? You have to think about what you're going to say before you say it, especially in a tough situation, right? Look at what happens to David in verse 8. Then Saul was very angry, and the saying displeased him. And he said, they have ascribed to David ten thousands. And to me they have ascribed only thousands. Now what more can he have but the kingdom? So Saul eyed David from that day forward. Very, very dangerous area to be in. If you're Saul especially... Saul now, what has happened is he's heard this chanting and this, this song that is being sung and what has happened now is David is being exalted above him. But think about what David has done. He's behaved wisely. 
He's done exactly what the Lord has wanted him to do. In tough situations, when we're faced with these situations that sometimes could go bad, look at what verse 9 says. So saw I David from that day forward. He had his eye on David. He wasn't going to even think about Anybody else except getting rid of David now. The problem has begun and now what is happening is Saul is being consumed with this jealousy. And it's about to come out on David. Almost to bless your heart, right? Here's David trying to do the right thing and Saul is starting to have this turmoil and he's become jealous of David. We all have situations in our lives. It may not be that somebody's jealous of you, but you may have somebody in your life that you may have, you may not know it at first, but there may be a tough situation going on and you're a part of it. How do you react in the situation? How do you carry on and think about and handle the way you act towards that person? You know, jealousy is a dangerous thing. Jealousy is something that keeps count. Jealousy is something that remembers, don't it? It's looking for the opportunity to knock you down. It's looking for the opportunity to say, See, I told you that guy was going to do that. Here was David, not even knowing it, about to become involved in a bunch of mess. But when a person behaves wisely, how do they act towards a person? Well, think about 1 Corinthians 13, 4 uh, through 6. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. It is not puffed up. It does not behave rudely. Does not seek its own is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. Here was David faced with a tough situation, and how should he handle it? How should he handle it wisely? With love. You know, when Saul realizes that David is now becoming more exalted than him, look at what happens. Verse 10, And it happened on the next day that the distressing spirit from God came upon Saul, and he prophesied in the house. So David played music with his hand, as at other times, but there was a spear in Saul's hand. And Saul cast the spear, for he said, I will pin David to the wall. (laughs) But David escaped his presence twice. Now Saul was afraid of David because the Lord was with him, but had departed from Saul. Therefore, Saul removed him from from his presence and made him his captain over a thousand. And he went out and came in before the people. 
And David behaved wisely in all his ways. And the Lord was with him. Saul grabs a spear and throws this spear at David. He just a little bit ago wanted him to stay in his house. And now this jealousy has become such an issue that now he's about to take it out on David. David could have reacted in any way, right? I hate to say this, but if somebody throws a spear at me, my first reaction is probably to grab the spear and throw it back, right? Oh, you're going to throw it. Okay. And I'll grab that spear and I'll try. I mean, it'd probably be way off, but I mean, I'd try to throw that thing back, right? But it doesn't say that about David. It says David behaved wisely in all his ways. Think about this verse. Romans 12, 20. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him a drink. For in so doing, you will heap coals of fire on his head. And then it says, do not be overcome, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. David behaved wisely in a tough situation. When we face tough situations, when we don't want to act the way we should, maybe we've let our emotions uh, overtake us, what do we have to make sure that we do? Don't let them do that. We have to behave wisely. It's putting our lives and the situations in check. David really wasn't even worried about the situations because he was so in tune with doing God's will. He knew that he was going to dodge it. He knew that he wasn't going to attack Saul. He knew that he wasn't going to do these things. Why? Because he wanted to do God's will. Which shows why he was a man after God's own heart. It's a beautiful concept. But so hard to do sometimes. Amen? I mean, I'm not going to sit up here and say that I don't fall short of this sometimes myself. But what a warning and what a great illustration for us as we deal with life and we deal with situations is how do we handle them? We have to behave wisely. Look at what it says in verse 15. Therefore, when Saul saw that he had behaved very wisely, he was afraid of him. When you behave wisely in the situation, it may not resolve the situation, but guess what that other person sees? A shining light. I can't believe you acted like that. And I've been treating you so bad. But Saul was gone now. Saul is so jealous, so angry. The Lord isn't even with him anymore. Look at what happens. But all Israel and Judah loved David because he went out and came in before them. He went out, he came in, he went out, he came in and he was doing what he was supposed to do despite Saul acting the way he acted. You know, sometimes when you're at work, I worked for a boss that was not really a good man. He did some terrible things. But I had to do my job. 
And I had to do what I was supposed to do. Now, sometimes I got to talk to him about some of the things that were going on. But I still had to shine my light as I worked. Eventually, I didn't work there anymore because I couldn't handle that type of situation. But what I did was I came in and I came out and I did my job because regardless of what he was doing, I was going to be a Christian. David, the same way here. He was going to be a man after God's own heart and he was going to do it by behaving wisely in a tough situation. Look at verse 17. Then Saul said to David, Here is my older daughter Mirab. I will give her to you as a wife. Only be valiant for me and fight the Lord's battles. For Saul thought, Let my hand not be against him but let the hand of the Philistines be against him. So <laughs> here he is. He's already plotting something else. He says, you know what I'll do? I'm going to go ahead and give uh, David my daughter, and what I'll do is I'll just send him out to war, and the Philistines will kill him. And then I ain't got to even mess with him no more. So David said to Saul in verse 18, Who am I, and what is my life for my father's family in Israel that I should be son-in-law to the king. But it happened at the time when Mirab, Saul's daughter, should have been given to David that she was given to another man. She was given to another man. He goes and does what Saul wants him to do. He's, he's already not really thinking that he's even uh, on the level to be considered the son-in-law of the king. And then Saul gives his daughter to another man. Adriel the Methelenheit uh, as a wife. Verse 20 says, Now Michael... Saul's daughter loved David. And they told Saul, and the thing pleased him. So Saul said, I will give her to him, that she may be a snare to him, and that the hand of the Philistines may be against him. Therefore Saul said to David a second time, You shall be my son-in-law today. And Saul commanded his servants communicate with David secretly and say, Look, the king has delight in you, and all his servants love you. Now therefore become the king's son-in-law. So Saul's servants spoke those words in the hearing of David, and David said, Does it seem to you a light thing to be a king's son-in-law, seeing I am a poor and lightly esteemed man? And the servants of Saul told him, saying, In this manner David spoke. David does not even think he's equal to be with Saul. And what is Saul plotting the whole time? To kill him. To kill him. Then Saul said, Thus you shall say to David, the king does not desire any drowry but 100 foreskins of the Philistines to take vengeance on the king's enemies. But Saul thought to make David fall by the hand of the Philistines. And you know, if you think about this story, 
We just talked about it last week. David does something so similar. He does something so similar to Uriah. He sends him out to fight to kill him. Not necessarily in the exact same context, but boy, a very similar story. But here was Saul going ahead and sending him out because he's eager. He doesn't even think he's worthy to be the king's son-in-law. And here he is going to do whatever he wants. He doesn't see the sneakiness of Saul. Saul gives David a proposition that if he wants, if you want my daughter, then you have to go out and bring back a hundred foreskins. You have to go bring me a hundred foreskins of the Philistines and take vengeance on the king's enemies. Saul does this because he thinks the Philistines will kill David. David doesn't even realize it really. Because he's so focused on not even considering himself equal to be the son-in-law, right? But he just does it. He's obedient. He behaves wisely. And look what happens in verse 26. So when his servants told David these words, it pleased David. It pleased David well to become the king's son-in-law. Now the days had not expired, therefore David arose and went, he and his men, and killed 200 men of the Philistines. He was excited. He not only killed 100, he killed two. And David brought their foreskins and they gave them in full count to the king that he might become the king's son-in-law. Then Saul gave him Michael, his daughter, as a wife. Thus Saul saw and knew that the Lord was with David and that Michael, Saul's daughter, loved him. And Saul was still more afraid of David. So Saul became David's enemy continually. Then the princes of the Philistines went out to war And so it was whenever they went out that David behaved more wisely than all the servants of Saul so that his name became highly esteemed. It says that Saul became David's enemy continually. It didn't bother David to the point that he made the mistake to fight Saul back. It didn't bother David to seek God and do his will. We see three times in one chapter the character of David. And what was his character? That he behaved wisely. It says that he behaved more wisely than all the servants of Saul. Why is that so important? Why is that something that we need to consider this evening? Because of the next statement that it says at the end of verse 30. So that his name became highly esteemed. Was it because of what he was doing? 
Was it because of the things that he was doing that was exalting him? No. He was doing what the Lord wanted him to do. So think about this as we close. How do we behave wisely today? The first thing is don't overreact to opposition. Now think about that. We have to remember in the battle, what does the Lord tell us to do? Whatever He says in that situation, do it. If it's not be angry, don't be angry. If it's love the brother, love the brother. Whatever the situation is, however you're supposed to handle it, you have to handle it according to God's Word. And the way that you don't overreact to the opposition is you have God's Word at the forefront of your mind. David was just doing life. And by just doing life, what it shows is he was so in tune with knowing what God wanted him to do that he just did it. That's something to be encouraged about. That's something for us to be challenged by also. Because I'll tell you this... uh, Moment to moment, I don't know how I'll handle things. Do I want to handle them the right way? Absolutely. But if somebody says something crazy to me, I don't want to say something crazy back, right? I want to handle it the right way. So don't overreact to opposition. And the second thing is this. Develop relationships with others. Remember back at the first, and we're going to look at this a little bit more in a couple weeks. It says in the beginning of uh, uh, 1 Samuel 18. Now when he had finished speaking to Saul, the soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David. And Jonathan loved him as his own soul. They was friends. They became close Brethren, we got to have friends. And I'm not talking about friends of the world. I'm talking about friends that are Christians, that are your brothers and your sisters, that will be there for you. Think about this proverb. A friend loves at all times. A brother is born for adversity. Boy, I love to call and ask somebody for help when I'm struggling, don't you? Hey, man, I just need to talk to you for a minute. I'm struggling with this, and I don't know what to do. Can you help me out? Can you give me some advice? You may not be able to give me the answer, but will you just be there to hear me talk for a minute? I need to get this off my chest. Develop relationships with others. And that will help you as you behave in situations. It will help you to behave wisely. Hey man, I'm thinking about doing this. And, and if you have a true friend and, you, and, and you, they know that it's the wrong thing, what will they say to you? No nah, man, don't do that. Do not do that. Hey man, I appreciate you telling me that because that's what I was about to do. Have friends, have brothers... And sisters that will have your back really and truly for God's glory. 
And the third thing is draw wisdom from the Lord. Draw wisdom from the Lord. Psalm 19.7 says this, The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. If I want my soul to be converted, if I want my soul to really uh, do the things that God wants me to do, that's how I do it. By studying God's word. By letting it be a part of my life. Yeah, that's very repetitious. But boy, the application is so true. Why is, it, why is that in the Bible so much? Why is that something that is always brought up? Look at this next one. And that from childhood you have known the Holy Scriptures. Paul talking to Timothy which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. The scriptures is where it's at. You want to be successful in life? You want to be able to handle and do things that bring glory and honor to God? You want to have peace that passes understanding? You want to have an abundant life while you're here on this earth? God's word's where it's at. We just looked at David's situation, some tough situations. Got lied to. He's staying in a house where somebody hates his guts, who's going behind his back trying to make him fall and look silly. And what does he do? He continues to behave wisely. What a great application for us. And I talked about this on Wednesday, but it is such a great application. This is going to be my verse for the week. I'm the vine and you're the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. Without me you can do nothing. But with him I can do all things. I can handle the tough situation at work. I can handle the tough family situation that just doesn't seem to get over. I can handle the situation that I've got it with my wife or my kids or whatever the situation is. I can handle those things and it may not be handled right then, but you know what? I know that God is with me throughout it all. To be successful in our lives and be able to deal with tough situations and know how to handle it, we see from David that it's possible if we behave wisely and the Lord will bless you. I close with this. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and He will lift you up. Don't you want to be lifted up? Don't you want to be successful in your life? The secret to the success of David was he behaved wisely in the tough situations. Not all the time, but at least in 1 Samuel 18 he did. And we'll see later on, and we looked at last week, where he didn't act so wisely. And he had to face the consequences, and that's the reality. We all sin, we all fall short of God's glory. But the beauty is that Jesus cleanses us, as we talked about this morning. Maybe you're here and you need to be a Christian. Maybe you need to obey the gospel. 
I love you all, brethren. I thank you for uh, what you mean to me, and I, I hope you have a great week. I hope that you can go out and shine light and affect somebody's life and change it and give them hope. Give them the hope of salvation. Show them Jesus in the way you act and the way you talk, even in the tough situations. Maybe you need to repent. Whatever you need, Jesus says he who believes and is baptized will be saved. If you need to be saved, if you need prayers, come right now together we stand and sing.